0: Welcome to 40 going on 14. I am
1: Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And this week we're talking about furniture. And that's definitely the reason I played 75 hours of Animal Crossing. And not at all because it's all I have. (laughs) Oh, You have furniture. I've seen it. Yes. Many furniture.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do you get furniture in Animal
1: Crossing? Yes, it's actually one of the things that you do most. Like, what is this game? I don't even understand. You live in a village. You have a house. You get furniture for your house. You catch fish. You catch bugs. You make friends with your animal neighbors.
2: So it's like like The Sims with animals?
1: Kind of? Kind of? Like, it is a low-key life simulator. There's no, uh, like, need meters. Like, if you don't take your guy to the bathroom, he doesn't pee himself. Well, then I'm out. Yeah, that was half the fun. What are you talking about? <laughs> hmm. All right. Well. It's all synced up. Uh, if it's, like, five in the morning in real time in the winter, it's five in the morning in the winter in game. Like, it it all goes on an actual 24-hour clock.
2: Yeah. lot easier for the game runners, that's sure.
0: You, yeah. you can you yeah, Here's also for you, Pat. You can get into crippling debt to Tom Nook. Indeed. <laughs> Damn it, Tom Nook.
2: I'm here to collect my bells. I got enough Tom Nooks in my life.
1: Yeah. Furniture.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this is not the Animal Crossing show. We should move on to the furniture.
1: It's not? Oh. Well, if you like Animal Crossing, you might like the shows on the Podcast Collective. Such as I Am Salt Lake, The Dog and Deuce Show. The Empty Rant Podcast, Mom and the New Dad, and of course, the Red Dad Radio Hour. Bomb, bomb, bomb.
0: Sounded like you started playing Louie Louie there for a second. <laughs>
3: <laughs> just a low-key bass line to go with the low-key Animal Crossing.
2: Are you getting tired of us making fun of your guitar riffs?
3: No, just a low-key baseline this week. I'm feeling low-key.
0: I just had a vision of what's-his-name playing bass for a band. Loki, yeah. yeah, Tom Hiddleston playing <laughs> bass. Hiddleston playing bass. Bat <laughs> Damon. Ah, boom, boom, boom.
1: I heard him say Bat Damon.
2: The <laughs> lesser known Damon brother.
3: I am Batman. How you like them apples,
2: <laughs> Bat Damon?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, You're looking for some of our newer stuff or older stuff too. All that stuff goes here. iTunes, uh, actually known Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Blueberry Stitcher Talks, Podverse FM, Noon FM, co- dot, ooh, dot com. That almost yeah. slipped. Go on Podchaser. Leave us a review. And if you like, you can give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP, 708 or join the chat on Discord. Just go to our For, Contact Us button on Facebook.
3: We're also on uh, Spotify and iHeartRadio too, right?
0: Yes, we are. Yeah. We're everywhere. Yes. Under your bed. That's just Pat.
2: Hi! <laughs> if
0: you sponsor us, we will send Pat to your house to live under your
1: bed for a week.
2: Sleep good! How about if you
1: don't sponsor us, we'll send <laughs> Pat to live under your bed for a week.
2: Either way, win-win!
1: <laughs> Either way, he's got somewhere to stay tonight.
2: He's <laughs> your fat ass back
0: in.
1: All right, I think it's about that time. <laughs> this
0: week in music,
3: movies,
0: and TV. And sports. All right, so this week, Patrick chose actually a really cool date. June 12, 1985 was the opening of the United States' first IKEA in pennsylvania and everybody had meatballs oh, oh. those meatballs they got a really good coffee there too
2: their food in general is actually pretty good
0: yeah you have to assemble it but you
2: know <laughs> funny my meatballs are flat
1: packed
3: <laughs> i posted the recipe for those on facebook last week Someone's it's funny made... a
1: flat packed meatball that was my <laughs> nickname in college
3: it actually was <laughs> All right, some music. The number one song in the land was "Everybody Wants to Rule the World" by Tears for Fears. I love that song.
0: That's a great song.
1: Awesome song. Uh-oh. Patrick,
2: oh, Patrick. no, I'm it's fine. Hum- it's a, it's a it's a good I'm song. Get a out of you. <laughs> it's a fine song. I think it's overrated, but it's fine. I like it. I don't have anything bad to say about it. It just, I think, it's just a little overrated. That's all.
0: Well, at least you're consistent.
2: Yeah, I, I like some things very much. Not everything all the time.
0: Ooh. Okay. It's kind of mysterious.
3: <laughs> so uh, Charles Robert Simpson, born June 7th, is an English singer, songwriter, and musician. He's the youngest member of multi-award winning band, Busted. And he's also the lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist in the band, Fight Star. <laughs> he is a multi-instrumentalist playing guitar, keyboard, piano, and drums. And he has achieved 10 UK album chart top 40 releases across his musical career five of which entered into the top UK top 10 between busted fight star and his solo project. He has sold over 5 million records worldwide and I've never heard of him. Me either. Huh?
2: Fight star.
3: That's a good name for a band. Huh? Fight star. I guess it depends on what they're playing, but
2: dog star covers.
3: Wow, that's a deep cut. (laughs) Somewhere right now, Keanu Reeves is like, what? Whoa. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hmm. Not what I was expecting.
0: That was what I was expecting. There we go.
3: That's what I was expecting. That's exactly what I wanted.
2: <laughs> that I'm awesome. I thought it was going to be. <laughs> that slow rolled the shit out of us.
3: I'm into that. I'll have to check them out. <laughs> it's right in <up> my alley.
2: <laughs> that was that was perfect timing.
3: Hmm. <laughs> All right. Note to self. Fight star. All right. At the 19th Music City News Country Awards. News Country. News Country Award. Now the CMT's held Music on... City
2: News, Music City News Country Awards. Country Awards. Oh, got it. I should. Yeah, read it as Music City Nude Country Awards.
3: I'd, I'd watch that.
0: Datler Brothers?
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Roy all Clark? Merle
1: Haggard, all the time. <laughs> Live Nude, Merle Haggard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We've been back singing, in Merle
0: Haggard singing thing Heaven for Little Girls for 45 minutes.
3: Nude. The Statler brothers, Roy Clark, Mel Tillis, Reva McIntyre, and Barbara Mandrell were among the winners. They were not nude. And finally, on June 11th, Madonna ended the Virgin tour at Madison Square Garden in New York.
0: Speaking of nude. Yeah.
3: And Merle Hager.
1: <laughs> Very likely.
3: Fight star.
1: All right. <laughs> Time for movies. The number one movie in the land was Rambo. First Blood Part 2. Okay, no thoughts about Rambo. Yeah,
0: I mean, we we did a Rambo show. I I don't think I've watched any of the movies more than once. Hmm. I wasn't a big Rambo fan.
2: This This was the first one where it just went off the rails with the violence and the blood and everything.
0: We did the Rambo show, and the first one was a lot more dramatic than I recalled it being.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there was a
1: big tonal disconnect between the first and the second film.
3: And by the third, shooting rockets or shooting helicopters down with rocket tipped arrows.
2: Yep, and blowing people up in a rice patty with a rocket tipped arrow.
3: <laughs> and then, then the fourth one was a bit of a return to form, but still with the ultra violence. And the fifth one I haven't seen yet.
1: It was entirely rocket tipped arrows.
3: <laughs> He's cooking it his was, dinner with rocket tipped arrows.
2: It was one big bazooka to the fucking face. It was
0: <laughs> <laughs> That was literally the subtitle of the movie, Rambo First Blood Part 3, Bazooka to the Face.
3: (laughs) Well, the the first one was, I mean, it was about a guy with PTSD coming back from Nam, getting harassed by the locals and fighting back. Uh, Mm. It's good. It's a good movie. But yeah, then they
1: get kind of off the rails a little bit.
2: It's the whole Mad Max Road Warrior thing.
1: Beyond Thunderdome. (laughs) All right, George Chandler was an American character actor who starred in over 140 feature films. He is perhaps best known for playing the character of Uncle Petrie Martin on the television series Lassie. In 1960, Chandler was elected president of the Screen Actors Guild. He died in Panorama City, California, of cancer on June 10th.
0: Absorbed. He's down the well, Lassie.
1: Uh Movies released this week included Pritzy's Honor, starring Jack Nicholson, Kathleen Turner and Angelica Houston, and Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, a Japanese animated science fantasy adventure film adapted and directed by Hayao Miyazaki, based on his 1982 manga of the same name.
3: Now, was that a Studio Ghibli or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: I could have sworn we actually watched that one for the Studio Ghibli show, or some of us did. I yeah. thought
3: that's what cause I think I've seen it. It's got like the it was like a giant worm in it or something like that. Mm,
0: giant flying worm. Big, big worm. I mean, it was a, all the all the travel was insect based in that one. It's okay. one of my
3: favorite ones. Then yes, I've seen it.
0: Yeah. Prisci Zanos was pretty damn good, too.
1: I don't actually think I've ever seen it. I have not. Oh. I think that was one of the movies like my mom rented on VHS when it first came out and I didn't see it.
2: <laughs> we'll watch this one after the kids go to bed
0: we need to do a mob movie show
1: david john franco <laughs> born june twelfth, <laughs> is an american actor he began his career with small roles in super bad and charlie st cloud following a starring role in the ninth season of scrubs Franco had his film breakthrough in 21 Jump Street. Franco has had starring roles in the films Fright Night, Now You See Me, Now You See Me 2, Neighbors, Neighbors 2 Sorority Rising, and the Lego Ninjago movie.
3: That's Ninjago. Yeah. Is it? Yes. Ninjago.
1: Ninjago.
3: It's it's pronounced Ninjago, but yes, it's just the words Ninjago.
1: I was going to say, that doesn't make any sense.
3: But it's it's called it it's ninja ninjago, oh,
2: so huh. it. remember scene bean
3: they're, they're they're funny the tv show was funny and the movie was funny it's yeah. good stuff i like ninjago
0: did your parents do that too you save, save the, they would save the movies to watch after you went to bed and you'd sneak down and watch them from the top of the stairs that's how i saw howling 2
2: oh my god i was about to say the howling that's how i saw the howling no joke oh, really yeah
3: that's how i saw the howling
0: 3 jesus christ <laughs> what the hell what is happening Howling 3 didn't come out until 1997. I know! Weird, right?
2: She's 26 just sitting over the top of the stairs. <laughs> it's too scary! It's too scary!
0: We know you're up there, son. Just come down. No! We'll They're finish. howling! I can't
3: deal with it!
2: I pooped my onesie.
3: <laughs> He's 26 and has a onesie on?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know why that tickled me. <laughs> Poop <Put> my onesie. <laughs> All right, so TV, the top TV shows in the land were at The Cosby Show, Family Ties, Murder She Wrote, and 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes in it again. How as long as is... it seems like every other, like 1975 to
2: 1995, 60 Minutes is in the tops. Seems like it's a lot longer than 60 minutes.
0: What is it with 60 Minutes?
2: Somebody sh- what is it with Will my somebody eyebrows? shut up, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> Kendra
0: Lee Wilkinson was born June 12th in San Diego. Uh-oh. She's a television personality, businesswoman, glamour model, and author mostly known for her role on The Girls Next Door. Although not a Playboy Playmate, she has appeared in three nude pictorials with her fellow Hefner girlfriends, Holly Madison and Bridget Marquardt. I have a, um... Yes? Playboy Club uh, coffee mug,
2: a Playboy Club coffee mug—is that what you said?
0: Yeah, like like vintage from the one in Chicago.
2: I had two of the goblets, and one of them broke unfortunately, but I still have, I still have my father's original like gold card and a stirrer and one of the one of the mugs.
0: Did your dad have like the gold key on the keychain? Yeah, yeah. My grandpa
2: had that for some reason. I don't have it; it got lost. But he had that at one point.
0: Yeah, that was over on uh, Michigan Avenue, right across from the uh, the Drake. Pryor's Place was an American children's television series that aired for one season. The live action series starred comedian Richard Pryor as
1: himself. <laughs> <laughs> you guys laugh, but I watched every single episode of that. I'm sorry, no i had the I had the the pitch meeting in my
0: stuck in my head all of a sudden. <laughs> Kids love Richard Pryor. I mean, but then again. George Carlin was a conductor on uh, Thomas the Tank Engine for how long? No.
1: That was literally like one of my favorite Saturday morning shows for the year it was on. Cool. Like Sesame Street, Pryor's Place featured a cast of puppets
0: hanging out and having fun in a friendly inner city environment, along with several children and characters portrayed by Pryor himself, plus a rotating cast of celebrities and other actors. The final episode aired on June 15th. We gotta do like live action kids TV shows. So we could do Banana Splits. Uh what's the one with the the guy who killed himself?
1: Blues Clues.
0: Oh no, <laughs> not blues clues. No, from the seventies.
1: H.R. Puffin stuff.
0: HR Puffin stuff, yeah. We could we could throw that out.
1: Are we yeah. sure the blues clues guys didn't kill himself? No, I'm they sure did not. The Steve is
3: still alive and well. Yeah,
1: he's, music. he's not dead.
0: Now, the Wiggles, I know one of them's dead.
2: Well, good.
0: Teletubbies. I think he died from cancer, Bad. That'll teach him. (laughs) Jesus.
2: What (laughs) the hell? Yeah, screw you for making kids happy, dude. With that insufferable music.
0: Rafi, you're next. (laughs) On June 14th, trying to change subject... ABC broadcast its 2311th last daytime episode of Family Feud after nine years. Richard Dawson gave an emotional speech at the end of the broadcast and kissed everybody in the studio.
3: I was just going to say and then groped everyone. Have your host spayed or neutered? That's a
0: wrong show, dude. Have Richard Dawson spayed and neutered. <laughs> <laughs> also on
1: June 14th, the acronym of the week, which is PYL. Pretty sure that stands for poop your later hosen, which is basically a German onesie. <laughs>
2: ah. Um, <laughs> no. I'm, I
1: had decided that before you'd talked about pooping your onesie.
2: <laughs> it is actually press your luck. Sorry.
3: Well, you are pressing your luck if you,
2: <laughs> if you poop your later hosen. Right? You, that's a definite whammy.
0: Wow.
3: Ah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They just uh, press your luck just came out again. They redid it. No whammy, no whammy, no no Plop. I would. Have you guys watched the? uh the, I don't know if there's a documentary, but I know there's a bunch of series on there about the guy who watched Press Your Luck series and memorized the pattern that the lights went on. Yeah, I've I've seen. Oh crap! Little short things about him. Yeah, we we talked about that on the game show show, because apparently the the producers were in the back going, "We are losing all our money because he just kept nailing it every single time."
2: Yeah. I remember watching that happen live.
0: That's crazy. Uh, They broadcast the episode in which all three contestants were invited back after a mistake on a question about the cartoon character Sylvester was corrected by Mel Blanc, who telephoned Peter to Markin at the end of the show. (laughs) Damn.
3: (laughs) Well, you're going to get corrected. Might as well get corrected by the man himself.
0: I wonder if he did it in Sylvester's voice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That would be awesome. It would be pretty funny
3: jesus pat do you have a death
0: wish god bless it man
2: i decided there was nothing i could cut i mean i wanted to cut one of the paragraphs it's all too good
0: better you than me yeah i'm holy
3: crap dude all right moving. all right hold on i gotta i gotta get comfortable here this is a long one all right go ahead
2: that's what she said (laughs) all right moving on to sports Born June 6th, Andrew McLean Galloway IV is a Scottish professional wrestler currently signed to WWE, where he performs under the ring name Drew McIntyre and is the current WWE Champion in his first reign. In WWE, McIntyre is a one-time champion, a one-time Intercontinental Champion, and a two-time WWE Tag Team Champion, making him the 31st-ever Triple Crown Champion. Yikes. (laughs) He's a big dude, too. In another one of their epic matches at the French Open Women's Tennis Finals held on June 8th, Chris Evert beat Martina Navratilova 6 3 6 7 7 5 for her 17th Grand Slam title and 6th French Singles Crown. The following day on June 9th at the French Open Men's Tennis Finals, Sweden's Mats Wielander won his 4th career Grand Slam title, beating Czech star Yvonne Lendl 3 6 6 4 6 2 6
3: 2. Sounds like my locker combination. <laughs>
2: That's amazing. I have the same combination on my luggage.
3: (laughs) Joke makes a comeback.
2: At the 39th NBA Finals, Game 6, held June 9th, the LA Lakers beat the Boston Celtics four games to two. This was the Lakers' first time to beat the Celtics for the championship. They became the only visiting team to win an NBA championship in the old Celtics arena. That's actually a pretty impressive stat on its own. Yeah. And lastly, in the... Our Cricket Fact of the Week is more like a novel. Percy George Herbert Fender was an English cricketer who played 13 tests and was captain of Surrey between 1921 and 1931. An all-rounder, he was a middle-order batsman who bowled mainly leg spin and completed the cricketer's double seven times. Noted as a belligerent batsman, in 1920 he hit the fastest-recorded first-class century he reached three figures in 35 minutes, which remained a record until 2016. Fender was named one of Wisden's Cricketers of the Year in his first year, and after war service in the Royal Flying Corps, he re-established himself as captain of the Surrey team. Alongside his forceful, though sometimes controversial leadership, Fender was an effective performer with bat and ball, although he lacked support as a bowler. From 1921, he played occasionally in tests for England, but was never particularly successful. Despite press promptings, he was never appointed test captain, and following a clash with the highly influential Lord Harris in 1924, his England career was effectively ended. Further disagreements between Fender and the Surrey Committee over his approach and tactics led the county to replace him as captain in 1932 and to end his career in 1935. A very recognizable figure, Fender was popular with his team and with supporters. Cartoonists enjoyed caricaturing his distinctive appearance, but he was also well-known outside cricket for his presence in society. In addition to his cricket career, Fender worked in the wine trade, had a successful career in journalism, and wrote several well-received books on cricket tours. He worked well into the 1970s, even after going blind. He died on June 15th.
0: Wow. He looks like he belongs in Young Frankenstein. (laughs) Until we started doing the Cricket Facts, I never realized there was so much politics behind this.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense because cricket in England and imperialism and all that stuff have been going on all hand in hand for centuries.
0: Yeah. And Lord, I looked up Lord Harris in 1924. His official title is Ralph Harris, Baron Harris of the High Cross. And he was a head of the Institute of Economic Affairs.
1: Very powerful. Sounds like the sort of guy who would play cricket.
0: <laughs> or oh, wait. No, no, no. Pro- I'm sorry. I take that back. It was George Harris. There's a Ralph Harris and there's a George Harris. This guy was alive during the time that we're talking about. So I'm assuming it's him.
2: It probably wouldn't be the guy and who's was dead.
0: Also, yeah, he was generally lo- known as Lord Harris and was a, the governor of Bombay, an influential figure in cricket administration through the offices he held in the Marleybone Cricket Club.
2: God, I'm hoping someday I can blow some British person's mind with some of my cricket random facts.
0: Barley bone. The fact we know what a googly bowler means is should blow him away just enough.
2: That's something. (laughs) Joel, (laughs) play us off out of this tweet, please.
0: Googly. Great googly moogly. When I think Pat suggested this one? Yep. We all went, hmm, really? But then we were like,
2: I think the question was, yeah, is this a topic?
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Many of our shows start out that way.
0: Yeah, they do. So we started thinking about it like furniture was actually like a thing. And still it's a thing where you sit, where you sleep and all that. But it seems like we all at one point or another had like the chair you don't sit on or the room you don't. You know, don't go in that room. That's the family room, or that's the front room. You don't go in there because that's got the nice furniture on it. You don't want to ruin that stuff. That's but, the murder room.
1: Yeah, see? You can go
2: in there once.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm all... That's why all my grandma's stuff was covered in plastic.
2: Because <gasps> you went in there once? Well, that and
0: the bodies. So... We discussed it a little bit and decided, yeah, this, there's there's some talking here. So we threw up some questions talking about furniture this week. So stepping into that, did all of our houses, did any of our houses have furniture rules when we were kids? Like I said, you don't go in the front room because that's for
2: the guests. We weren't allowed to put our feet up on the the sofa or the coffee table if you had shoes on. Other than that, no
0: yeah, no, we didn't, Josh. How about you, man?
2: I'm trying to think, and I don't
1: remember any specific aside from like don't be dangerous, like jumping on the bed or jumping off the couch, Of course, we did anyway, but like I don't yeah, I don't recall any specific furniture related rules.
2: they obviously did not have that rule in in the Michael Jackson household. Don't be dangerous. I'm sorry, I apologize, good. <laughs> God, <laughs> really? I apologize for that happening. Pat,
3: that was bad.
2: <laughs> the what, was joke? it a thriller?
0: <laughs> Are you okay? Somewhere or somehow, someone just had Pat's kid. That's why he's telling these jokes.
3: <laughs> yeah, outside of the usual stuff, like, you know, don't jump off the bed. Furniture was pretty much fair game, you know. Put your feet on it. Sit on it. Sleep on it.
0: Make a fort out of it.
3: Yep. Yeah. yeah, we didn't
2: we didn't really have any, like, sacred furniture in our house.
0: I love couch-cushion forts. Couch-cushion forts vest.
2: Are you implying totally. that you don't love them anymore?
3: Dude, that's my weekend plans.
0: He's in one right now. I am.
2: <laughs> Blanket forts are where it's at, man.
3: Blanket forts are fun, but they didn't have, like, wall walls. It was just, like,
0: you know, like a tent. Dude, you're doing them wrong. Then. Wah, wah. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: I was thinking, they didn't have whammy bars. What are you like?
1: <laughs> wow, <Wah, wah. laughs>
0: You got you got to get the box fan. You put the box fan at the other end of the blanket fort.
2: If you want some wah-wah.
0: and you you fill it up with air, like those golf places, those indoor golf places,
2: or a bouncy house, yeah, with less bouncy.
0: Now, did did your guys? dads have the chair it was like dad's chair
2: yeah uh, at first it was j- dad's spot on the couch and then he, when he finally got a lazy boy no one was allowed to be lazy in there on that boy other than him
0: don't don't say it like that <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know <laughs> I was like please that's yeah my bad
3: <laughs> no I mean there was a chair that my dad preferred to sit in when he was around but no yeah no not really i mean it wasn't like off limits or anything
1: yeah i mean that's kind of how it was with us too we had the reclining lazy boy and if my dad was in the room yeah he'd take that chair as opposed to any other but it wasn't like his chair and no one else was allowed to sit in
0: yeah not like archie bunker
1: right yeah
0: you know who had a chair was my father-in-law and i don't know if patrick knows this but almost 24 years later after the <laughs> wedding, you are still known as the guy who fell asleep and the who slept no the guy who slept all night in the chair what, what, what happened no he slept remember we went to my in-laws house for the first night of the wedding weekend thing yeah and patrick Felt, sat in the chair and was like, oh, God, this is so comfortable. And then he slept all night in the chair. And apparently the next morning, I mean, to us, it was no big thing because we've seen Patrick fall asleep in all sorts of crazy places. But apparently sleeping in the reclining chair was like the talk of the town. <laughs> and my aunt was like, he fell asleep in the chair. Will he be all right? And apparently, and Suzanne was just like, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen him sleep on like the front porch. So this isn't a big deal. <laughs>
2: Right? That was actually one of the more comfortable spots I passed out in. That that chair is damn comfy, though. Right?
0: Yeah, my dad didn't have a, like, have a I mean, he had a kind of a spot. We only had in our living room, we had, like, the the couch and the love seat. And then the coffee table with, it was, like, solid wood with, like, the pedestals on the corners where you'd put books, like, coffee table books under there, and then the two opening doors in the front. The thing weighed like 250 pounds.
1: Yeah, I vaguely remember our coffee table, but I can't remember what it looked like. I think it had two like glass panels on it. I bet you it's still at my dad's house.
2: Yeah, we had a coffee table that the glass got broken on it and it stayed there forever. All broken, just a big old open spot, nothing on it. And people would come in and set their drinks down. They'd fall <laughs> through and I'm like, why don't we buy a new table, damn it?
1: <laughs> yes, <it's laughs> like, too that's funny.
2: exactly why. <laughs> right
1: there (laughs) or just some new glass
2: right you know and and it wasn't until my dad died that that table finally got thrown out and it was by me specifically
1: (laughs) After you put the glass on
0: you put your drink on (laughs) it for the last time (laughs) damn action you got me one last time dad (laughs) all the furniture that i remember in our living room growing up was immense the tv huge made of wood
2: Big old consoles.
0: Yeah, it was It was like, it was made of wood and it, it rotated. It had like that giant wooden base and you'd have to turn it. You could turn it to face whichever way you were sitting.
2: Yep. And it had like the big old knobs.
0: Oh, we had buttons. We didn't have knobs. We had buttons and the little, the little thing popped up. Now, in my grandparents' house, they had a TV that was so big, it eventually just became an end table. <laughs> it's it's just they they like threw like a, uh, a a table runner or something over the top of it and put plants on it.
2: Yeah, no- we had it. We had one of those big old console TVs that when it blew out, it just basically became the TV stand for the next TV we bought. Hmm. So we had one of those white trash, you know, TV on top of TV things going for a while.
3: That's recycling. That's that's white trash
0: recycling.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say it's not real recycling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he didn't mention it was on the front lawn, but.
2: Yes, it never got that bad, thank goodness.
0: Did you have any important or like this was grandma's? I do now, but yeah, but not not nothing that I can think of.
1: Our kitchen table, which I have here at the house now, was really old. It was an antique. And uh, the chairs, like I I don't sit on the chairs now as an adult because they're pretty old and a little rickety. Hmm. We actually had a fair number of, like, older pieces of furniture, like an old grandfather clock, a uh, cylinder record player that you wouldn't know was a record player unless you actually took the top off, because otherwise it just kind of looks like a pedestal of some sort, like a wooden corner piece of furniture you might set a plant on. Huh. That sounds pretty cool. You still got that? That one is at my dad's. I I have the uh, antique original kitchen table that i grew up eating on although we don't eat it on it anymore it's kind of i think where we store like bottles of booze oh i know that table yeah and and there are chairs that we specifically set like coats and stuff on because they're old enough that we're concerned about people sitting on them and breaking the chair and hurting themselves
0: when i was growing up we had like the dining room chest it was like a like a uh, almost like a, a cabinet up on up on not said risers but up on longer legs that had like three drawers in the middle and two doors on either side and that was my great-grandmother's and we brought that to the house and that was like my mom put all her sewing stuff in there and we had the dining room table that you could extend you know you'd pull it out and the inside leaf would like flip out and that thing those things are solid man I've got a, a dresser a I'm sorry a dresser yeah a dresser in my in my bedroom that uh, came from my grandma my dad's mom and the other dresser in in the bedroom is from IKEA you can I mean just touching it you can tell the difference on that thing I mean the one that the one that I have clothes in is probably seventy five years old
2: and this is uh, where I will pretty much be the one upper on everybody if you want to talk about old family furniture. My father was a lover of antique furniture, and he was a lover of family heirlooms. And so the combination of those two things means I have. We had a four-bedroom house full of antique furniture of all kinds. There are things in this house right now that are well over a hundred years old. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got I've got some stuff that's like. There's one particular piece. It's a. It, it was the. Uh, the basically the kitchen for a Frontiers woman that my great grandmother grew her her my great great grandmother bought it originally and my great grandmother grew up on cooking on, and it's something that's worth like you know thousands of dollars if it's well taken care of and of course, you know in our hands it's worth about five hundred probably, <laughs> but yeah I had, I have a garage and a storage unit full of antiques that, that just don't know what to do with nobody's buying them nobody wants antiques anymore people that want antiques have them mm. but yeah i got a ton of family heirloom type furniture that came from the the family farm and my grandmother on both my grandparents on both sides and i've lost more antiques through accidents and outright thievery of like some auctioneers and stuff than most people have ever owned Hmm.
0: speaking of which have you ever been responsible for destroying any furniture like setting the couch on fire or something like that
3: does it have to be furniture in our own home (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) because i remember being with uh matt brown at a, a friend of his party richard and we were sitting around the table. These are big old sturdy chairs, like thick wood, manly chairs. And I sat down and I was like, I don't think I can eat another bite. And then the chair broke underneath me.
1: <laughs> that, chair,
2: and I, my, that chair's got great timing. <laughs>
3: my ass hit the floor. <laughs> and everybody just, I mean, people were crying. They were laughing so hard because the timing on it was too perfect. And I felt so fat. <laughs> <laughs> That was before I lost the weight, so you know, uh, who knows? Maybe that was a slight motivator. But, but I felt like the Monty Python I could have skit done without that, <laughs> right? <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Oh my god, it was! It was. I I don't even feel bad about it because it was so fucking funny.
0: I don't recall ever destroying anything, but our families like you you wear a hole in the cushion because everybody sits in the same spot because it's the best best way to see the TV.
3: Oh, you went a different direction there.
2: What? No, Nothing. Nah. Move along.
0: Moving on. So, grandma's house. Going to your grandparents' house. Was there? Was there furniture covered in plastic?
3: My great aunt's house. There was, yes. My grandmother, no.
1: I'm kind of the same. Like I don't remember specifically which relative, but we definitely had a relative that was like that, but not either grandmother.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah, my great aunt was a uh, fastidious, to say the least, with keeping a clean home. And that plastic furniture was goddamn annoying.
0: And the thing that got me is like my grandmother had all her shadow couch and the two seats and everything covered in plastic. And it was like it was custom made. It was like somebody came in, measured the couch, did all the dimensions on the couch, went back, cut all the plastic, sewed it all together and put it on because it wasn't just like a sheet that was like clipped in specific spots. It was sewn to fit that specific couch. which blew my mind when I re- finally realized it. But the one thing I remember,
2: someone went through the effort of, right? of measuring.
0: Yeah. I mean, so sewed together a whole bunch of plastic sheets just to cover this couch from what I don't know, but I remember sleeping on it when I'd stay at my grandparents' house, you know, you stay over at grandma's, you sleep on the couch and they'd take a sheet. We put the sheet over the couch, but I roll around when I sleep, the sheet would get pulled down and I would wake up every morning And my face would be stuck (laughs) to the cushion. And I'm a big drooler. So it was like this adhesive. And I had to peel my face off. Now, talking of grandparents' house and furniture getting destroyed. You guys all met my grandfather. He was not what I would categorize as a small man. No. He was big. He was a big dude. Love him to death. He was a big dude. Well, he had his chair. He had the rocking chair. In the living room, facing the TV, the footstool he put his feet up on and he would watch TV sitting in this wooden rocking chair. Well, eventually he's sitting there and it broke. It was like it it just gave up the ghost. It was like, I can't do this anymore. And he fell and and it broke. And my grandfather, being a frugal man, got himself a couple bottles of wood glue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and and glued the rocking chair back together and he was really proud because he, he was like I fixed this chair man I put everything back together glued everything up clamped it did the whole nine yards fixed everything now remembering this he's sitting in the chair smoking a macanudo that was his brand of cigar and we're all in the living room and all you hear is the, the chair go and his eyes get real wide, and the chair just disintegrates underneath him. (laughs) Now, the best part about it, Grandpa, I swear to God, I love you so much, but I gotta tell this story. His head got stuck between the wall and the radiator (laughs) because of the angle that he fell at, so he's stuck on the floor. His head is stuck. And of course, our family's like, oh, Grandpa, here, let me help you. No, we're laughing our asses off on the fact that (laughs) Was, but the thing that everybody remembers is that is that that just that look on his face where it, the the chair went just that, and he's like shit and poof. And for another un- undisclosed reason, for some reason or another, every time you brought up rocking chairs in front of my grandmother, she would blush and start giggling like a little girl. Well,
2: how do you think that chair got broken in the first place? I'm
0: thinking, <laughs> there were some problems with that chair There's some stories I don't want to know about. So what about ugly furniture? Do you guys have any ugly furniture?
1: Oh, for sure. We we had a couch that was hideous. <laughs> I, I remember it was like red with like this gold pattern on it, uh, like a bunch of uh, almost spirals.
2: Ooh. We had a, a black and gold plaid couch that had black leather straps on it, on the arms. What? What? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Were you sitting on your parents' bondage gear? What the hell? Good God. Yeah, we have, we Uh, had, well, we had an ugly couch for a long time. In fact, you guys may remember high back, kind of, it was a wing back couch. And it was kind of like a rust orange and brown plaid. Ah, 70s. But it was textured. So it wasn't flat. It was, like, ripply, so it was, like, each of the cables in the in the plaid was its own little thing, so you can, like, feel it. And that couch is behind me right now. <laughs> Staring at you, judging you. Oh, yeah, it judges me.
3: It's alive to this day. We had, in the living room, a green recliner. It was an unnatural green color, and it was one of those where it wasn't leather it wasn't pleather but when you know you if you rubbed your hand on it it would go you know to make that that noise and that thing was ugly but it had those little rivets on the end that made it look kind of like it like you know where the arm was it had like the rounded edge where your hand would hang off and then there was little round rivets in there I had a nightmare about it one time because it was so fucking ugly. It had come to life. It was trying to eat me and it was chasing me down the hall and like the arms like grew out and were trying to grab me. It's a horrifying chair. Yes, I had a dream about the recliner trying to kill me. Yes, that's yeah. how bad it was.
0: No, we, we've we never had anything that bad, but does it? Okay, here's a question. Does this include decorative items? Would that be considered?
3: For an- we said like, tvs and things especially back in the day those used to be furniture but you're you're talking like knickknack kind of stuff i'm talking about
0: a vase not a vase a vase my i'm trying to think i
3: mean if it's a good story I, i i'm down
0: okay so my grandparents on my dad's side gifted my mother a vase for like her birthday or christmas one year and it was from the something vault where they they give you all the knickknacks, like you can get the Lord of the Rings chest set from them. What is that? Oh,
3: mean? I know what you're talking about. I know what I'm talking about
0: like, but it's like really, everything's everything's made out of porcelain. Like pewter sets. Yeah. The pewter Lord of the Rings set, or you can get like the Princess Diana plate set from them, that sort of thing. Yes. They gifted her a vase. Now, if you were to take this vase and look at it, it's about two feet tall. And covered in painted in flowers, it's porcelain painted in flowers. And if you stop right there, it's not bad. You know, you can throw some flowers in there, you know, whatever, put something in the top, but it's it's a it's a vase. I'm sorry, vase. But they went the extra step. Imagine a nice Flower painted, like, like vines and flowers and everything painted on this vase. But they decided to take porcelain kittens and put porcelain kittens climbing all over it. They're, like, extra, like, sticking off. They're just not, like, painted on there. They're, like, stuck on there. And I've never seen my mom, you know, you know that face when you're like, thank you. I'm so glad you thought of me when you got this. And we had that thing in the living room for years. It is. I mean, it's all right with the flowers, but when you stick porcelain kittens all over it. It's just it's this weird kind of like cutesy. The vase. It's commented in the family all the time. At least it's not the vase. (laughs) (laughs) But that's probably the ugly. I mean, everything else we have is just wood furniture. But no I mean that's pro that is the only thing that our family that we've been like yikes. And now we have to like present it whenever they come over. So what about college furniture?
2: Well, when I first moved to Concordia in River Forest, I moved in with a guy who already had a a loft set up. I was like a late registration, so he didn't even know he was gonna get a roommate.
3: Mm -hmm. Pretty sturdy Pat.
2: And he had this setup where like, there was, it was the last year that they put in a lot of regulations into how you could build your loft. And he only had, like, a, a foot clearance between the ceiling and the, you know, like, you'd have to, like, slide in and just sleep. And if you were claustrophobic, there was no way you could have done it. But, like, you couldn't sit up in bed at all. It was just, you know, the, if you woke up, the ceiling was, like, two inches away from your face. So that was the first college setup I had. And then I set up my own loft the year after that, and I used it every single year.
3: I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention something that was at the, the apartment that we all lived in the house. Yes. Yeah, so at the house, the cedar chest. Nope. Happy fun chair.
1: I don't actually remember. Happy fun chair.
3: Happy. fun. You guys don't remember happy fun chair.
1: I, I drank a lot. Those
2: <laughs> well, I don't know what you're talking about either. When, when we lived, when did the- you guys live together?
3: When we lived on the top floor, I don't know where it came from. We found it in the garbage or if somebody brought it from somewhere. But it was one of those chairs that that was made. It was metal underneath and it was cushioned on top and it had like that kind of U-shaped metal piece underneath it that held it up. And it, you know, if you bounced on it, you could kind of bounce on it and it would kind of give a little, but it, you know, was strong enough to hold the weight of whatever. And (laughs) eventually... It started to like break and so it would like bend in half and you'd like fall backwards just randomly. And we called it the happy fun chair because it
2: well, was. Busted. I don't even remember
0: I, this. why I don't recall this at all.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't either. I really Who are don't. You
0: living with on it side? was like a blue chair, it was right
3: next to the big ass couch that, that Patrick, that you and I spent an entire day being incredibly sick watching getting even. Yeah, with I remember Dad. the couch we laid end, end one each of us on an end watching getting even with dad for an entire day and happy fun chair sat just to the left of that by the in front of the stereo cabinet my my stereo cabinet i,
1: I remember think you it. guys left that couch
3: i'm sure it was a piece of junk
1: and i'm pretty sure i pushed it over the balcony where <laughs> i left left <laughs> it in the yard
3: we had to throw happy fun chair out cuz it completely broke and then we had the couch on the the porch too
1: i remember the couch on the porch
0: what about the couch in your dorm room where you shoved Uki into? Or who climbed into it? it wasn't me. That funky little two-seater blue couch that we used to sit in and play uh, NBA Jam all night?
2: I think that was a, a, a couch I inherited from an old roommate.
0: Okay.
1: I think Joel and I got a lot of our dorm room furniture from people who were, like, leaving... And were like just trying to get rid of their furniture, mm. and didn't care if they even got any money for it. They just didn't want to have to deal with it.
0: Yeah. Well, and then there was stupid couch game. There were stupid chair games. Well, it was fan games. No, no, no! Remember uh, when we first got onto the uh, third floor? Oh uh, shit! And they Nothing had that good buffer they, won't fix. Yeah, they had that gigantic lounge chair on there. and We decided it'd be a good idea to see how long, how quickly it could slide people down the down the hallway on it until we wore two railroad ruts in the middle of the <laughs> middle of the floor.
3: Yeah, we had races. We had there was like a chair that I thought it, one of them had wheels and the other one didn't. They
0: both had wheels, at
3: one and we way, were pushing too. people down the hall. And then we'd hit the door and the door would give, but it would it would bounce right back because it wouldn't actually open. Right. So you'd hit the door and you go <laughs> Was it Ed came up and he's like, What the hell's going on?
1: They were so mad. Oh uh, mustache flailing.
0: They being the R A of that floor, you have no idea how much mental tap dancing and look over here. I had to do in those meetings when I had to go to the RA meeting and they're like, yeah, we noticed that the door is broken on there. how many times I, Joel, forgive me for this. How many times I blame broken things on the floor on housekeeping? Oh, like, yeah, man, you know, they bring those, they bring those hoses in to clean the showers. That must've hooked on the door and that's why the door is broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be it. Can't be anything else. These two giant ruts right up the middle. Oh man, housekeeping! They got that cart must be heavier than we think it is. Burning ruts in the marble floor. Not us sliding giant couches up and down. Who?
3: Who was the big dude that was a security officer with the mustache? Slider. Slider, right? Yeah. When he. No,
2: why he was named Slider was that that the night? One who caused the ruts.
3: And he said, "Yeah, he's the one who said nothing a good buffer won't fix." Right? He was the one that said that, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yep oh my god that was a fun night though
0: regardless yeah college furniture man that stuff was solid Even it the, had to be the, yeah the stuff that was in the rooms when we got there and college the bolsters the bunk beds oh that had like the grippy bars underneath the bottom and the few were underneath they had like the support beams that went parallel could hang from them and swing back and forth if you so were inclined.
3: Well I remember when we were when I first came there my freshman year and I was living with Matt and Lindeman and we had the bolsters. You know the the couch chair thing that pulled out to be a bed and then it also had the little things that flipped up for storage. Well yeah I remember those so it was a couch slash bed slash cabinet
0: yeah <laughs> that's where we, that's where we would play uh let's keep joel awake yeah okay I don't, damn game guys come on i got a I i got class in like three hours <laughs> i got class in the, the game has
1: begun <laughs> <laughs> boop, yeah boop, boop, boop.
3: i can't blame you guys for not doing great in college but i'm sure it didn't help <laughs> It wasn't that often you guys played that game.
2: I did just fine. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Didn't we all, Pat? Didn't <laughs> we all? Yeah. Most of the furniture you, you inherited from somebody else. Like somebody was a senior and they're leaving. They're like, you need a couch. Sure.
0: Yeah. Unless it was the, uh, do you guys remember the lab? Yeah. I remember them moving out just like Josh lab moves out. Couch goes out the window. <laughs> They pushed like a three-seater couch out the window the one year I was living in that dorm, and they were on the third floor, man. That was a good little
1: smash. I do remember eventually making the first trip to Ikea, and that was definitely in college, or immediately post-college in the apartment. Because I know I got an entertainment center from Ikea, and I think I also got a really kind of crappy coffee table. And we used the entertainment center.
3: Well, I remember there was one next because I had my stereo cabinet that was like on the the left, and then there was a the entertainment center with the TV and stuff on it
2: mm-hmm. there,
3: where we watched our free cable, or somebody was paying for it.
1: Yep. One day we just tried plugging the coaxial cable into the wall,
2: and crap, we've got cable.
3: Now, who did the table belong to that was in the back that? Silent Night occurred on. Was that yours, Patrick? Which table? the The table that sat back by the windows, by the the stairs that led downstairs. There was like a white tile table.
2: Oh yeah, that was mine.
3: Okay, I thought it was. Yeah. So we we played a lot of games and stuff back there.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, I pretty much assumed that most of the furniture that I could remember, besides like the entertainment center, which I remember buying at IKEA, and my own bed and computer desk. Like, almost everything else was Pat's. Yep.
2: Because I was the only one that actually had my own apartment before then, so I had furniture already. Yeah, that's right. That's
3: why I remember that, I think. Because the only thing I owned besides the the stereo cabinet was my bed, and then I built shelves in my room. But other than that, it was all either donated or, or Patrick's for the most part, and then, well, then Josh's, one piece. I don't remember a coffee table, though. Was that... I thought the
1: coffee table was the cedar chest.
2: Yeah, we we used the cedar my my grandfather's cedar chest as the coffee table.
1: I could have sworn I bought a crappy coffee table at some point at IKEA.
2: You probably did when I moved out. Uh, that could be.
3: Once I got hitched and and moved out, I remember when I bought. I asked if this would qualify, but I think the sheer size of it did. when When we bought uh, the 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 first big screen TV I ever owned. Do you guys remember that thing? It was like 60 inches. And I think I'm still paying for it today. (laughs) Somehow.
2: Yeah, it was a big projector screen, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it was. That thing was fucking huge. They barely got it down the stairs because it was. It was just a giant piece of furniture. And we lugged it around every time we moved until it finally died. When we moved here, it lasted a long ass time. Boy, that thing was. Talk about a piece of furniture that took up a lot of real estate.
2: It was huge huge man
3: it, it, it was it was huge, it was wide and tall, and it did its job it lasted a long time, so i I can't complain.
2: I remember in your one apartment it basically took up the entire living room
3: <laughs> the, the the box
2: just, just the whole the whole setup the t v was like you walk into the living room like, oh, there's a giant t v
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep that that was the box on North avenue. Whew. I was sad when it died, but when the guy came to look at it, and he's like, it costs more to replace one of these tubes than it would be just to buy a new TV that's smaller and bigger.
2: Yeah, we have a, a situation like that. There's a TV sitting in our garage that's the same situation. The bulb blew out on it, and it would cost just as much to get a new TV as it would to replace that bulb.
3: That's crazy, right? That's. Yep.
0: But that's where we are. first stuff we ever bought this counts it was pre-2000 but we bought the bedroom set from ikea the we did that we did that trip where we had the um what do we pick up a uh, dresser a chest of drawers and a the bed frame for a king size bed because what <laughs> i don't know how this goes how this how you feel about this one but <laughs> when when susie and i first got married my father-in-law was like hey i got something for you here's a king size bed and he gave us a gave us his bed, and it was like, I know he meant well, and we use it we use it for many years, but he was he worked in insurance, and he was like some of my some people who had insurance with him claimed the bed as a loss because they spilled something on it, so he just like all right fine, and he took the bed and gave it to us. Dunk like cigarette smoke when we first got it. Uh, I wound up putting like, oh, uh, that what's that stuff that you remember? I, I don't remember if they still make it anymore. The stuff you sprinkle on the ground when you want to vacuum before you vacuum.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, I use it for pet. It's for yeah. pets, but it's like a carpet deodorizer. Yeah,
0: yeah, but this is before Febreze, so I did that.
1: Carpet Fresh,
0: Carpet Fresh, yes. I put Carpet Fresh on that thing and like let it sit for hours. And then vacuumed it up and dumped another bottle on it. And finally I got I mean use it for many years, but we had that you know had that. I've still got the king size bed in the garage because we moved moved from one room to the other and the king size wouldn't fit in there anymore.
1: But the uh the IKEA stuff is still holding up. so that's funny, because every piece of furniture I've ever gotten from IKEA seems to have like fallen apart within Ditto. a couple of years of getting it. Oh. Yep.
0: Ditto. Yeah, we've still got IKEA furniture from like 1997 but when we bought it we dropped like 1200 dollars on it so we didn't get you know we didn't buy like the
1: you didn't buy the cheapest thing at ikea
0: right right we didn't get the super expensive stuff but we didn't get like you know we got stuff that we wanted to hold together i mean it's it's you know we're still using it so i suppose that's good
2: yeah I had a big entertainment center I bought from them, one of the nicer ones, and it lasted for a good 10 years before I sold it. It was still in good condition when I sold it.
0: Yeah. Now you see, I go to like Goodwill, you see um, entertainment centers all over the freaking place.
2: Yep.
3: Yeah, it's hard to find one that, that'll fit the modern, you know, most people have, you know, at least a 40-inch TV, I think. It's pretty standard anymore. Yeah. Some of them will fit them. But
0: yeah. yeah, well, and but then the other thing is that TVs aren't square anymore. Right, exactly. That's so, you know what I did see that was actually pretty cool, where I saw somebody that took a wooden entertainment center and turned it into like a little kitchen play set for their kids. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, like they turned the little door thing that the VHS and the DVD player would all be in. They turned it into like a refrigerator and made the other thing into like a sink and a little oven and turned it into a little place play place which was pretty cool i thought that was very neat
3: we bought a um an entertainment center before we had the the big projection tv and i didn't put it together right so Uh oh so so that so the top never was attached and after we had gotten the other tv and didn't really need it anymore we took the top off because it wasn't attached anyway and it ended up as cordwood somewhere but the bottom i still have it's sitting in front of me it's what my tv my current big tv sits on and it's lasted for a year i don't remember where we got it but and then right next to it is a stereo cabinet that used to sit at the the apartment and that i've had forever and ever Hmm. so yeah some of that stuff it holds up even though it's you know it's maybe not like the stuff we were talking about earlier that we've inherited from our fathers or grandfathers but some of it's still you know
0: yeah we, we've we got the the entertainment center tv station wherever you want to call it from that my grandmother bought when we all moved into the house and she didn't get anything cheap it's nice it's beautiful the the problem is it's oak and it is heavy as shit yeah and it's now in my basement and it's never going to go anywhere i'm not lifting that thing anymore it's just sitting there. I actually have an old TV in it, and my my eventual goal is to put all my old school video game systems on it, like my Genesis and my NES and all that, because you know what happens when you put them on like a HD TV, it gets all funky on you.
1: About time for the break? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we could talk about... Oh, you know what? Well, before we go to the break, hmm. let's just talk about the uh, beds that we, most, that we spent most of our younger life on if you had one bed hmm. or if you had multiple cuz i know i basically until i moved here only ever had two beds there was a set of wooden bunk beds that basically like the posts of one of them could be set from the bottom onto the posts of the other like it, it actually didn't matter which one was the top and which one was was the bottom like, oh okay was,
0: like stackable
1: yeah, they were stackable. There were holes in the bottom feet and posts at the top that would fit in the bottom feet. In theory, if you had four of them, you could stack them up four
2: high. That's oh, called the Siegfried and Roy, when it doesn't matter which one's the top and which one's the bottom.
3: Yes. Yeah. The technical term. <laughs> Tiger King.
1: <laughs> and like, I took my half of that bed with me. I, I think it was probably my bed in college. I'm sure it was my bed in the apartment. And it just kept moving with me over and over again. But uh, for a while there, I had, my parents bought a waterbed. And they thought, because it was the mid-80s, and that's what you did, that they needed a waterbed. My mom thought it would help her back. Well, they both hated it. But it took up most of the room it was in. So I asked if I could have it, if that could be my room. So for like four or five years, I had this king-size waterbed all to myself. And that thing was foul. Oh. Well, no, it wasn't the waterbed that was the problem. It was the fact that it was a king-size bed for just me, and I had, like, straight garbage all over, like, three-quarters of it. Because it was a waterbed, the mattress could, like, roll to one side and more garbage could fall underneath. So, like, books and toys and papers and, you know, trash.
2: All animals. My my father had a California King waterbed for decades, and when he died, I had to take that thing apart, and oh, that was a nightmare, just trying, a California King waterbed.
1: Now, what's the difference between a California King and a regular King?
2: California King is basically seven feet by seven feet, and a regular King is six feet by seven feet.
3: When I was growing up, I I, I had the same bed from the time, well, from the time I had my room room anyway until i i left for college and then you know once we had college it was whatever was available you know from room to room so yeah i mean from the time i was all the time i was growing up it was always the same bed but it was just like a twin where it's like basically just for one person maybe a little bit bigger
2: twin or full usually
1: yeah i'm pretty sure mine was a twin all the way up until sarah and i moved in together and for a while there were two of us on a twin that would be awful. Not comfortable.
0: Yeah, get that position. Don't move.
3: Bud. <laughs> I never minded that, that situation, but I'm a snuggler.
0: I had the bed, the whole set, like the-, the chest matched the drawers, matched the bed. When I was growing up, it was kind of like a, a wooden two posts and it had like, like metal horizontal bars across it. Kind of like for decoration. I had that for many years. Finally, I went I went went to school and when I would come back they had like taken that all that stuff apart and given my room to my brother and he had gotten they, they their decision was that they were going to get a bunk bed for me and him for the summer when I came home and they went and they got like this red where like the bunk bed where the bottom bed was bigger than the top bed but it was all made out of red metal piping it was like painted red and the screws and bolts and everything had loosened just enough that it wouldn't fall apart. But if you breathe wrong on it, it would start squeaking. So it was like, if, if you rolled over from your back to your side, it would be like the middle of the the whole house to the point where my parents would like yell at us. What the (laughs) hell are you doing? I'm like, I rolled over. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, what do you want? I mean, there's there's a little kid, eleven years younger than me on the bed. What do you think I'm doing? I'm just rolling over, you know. It's, but that was that thing was horrible, man. I mean, you was, watch yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching you. But yeah, now when Susie and I first got married, we had a full that we shared for a while before we finally got got the king size, and the king size was amazing. It was like it was having like having two continents for beds. Great. Still
1: don't have a king, but we'll get to that after the break.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so we're going to take a little break right now, and when we come back, we're going to talk about furniture now. What kind of furniture we got going on in the house? We've got a t-
1: couple, two or three pieces.
0: I got a thing. Yeah. I got things to talk about.
1: oh Many furniture. Yes.
0: <laughs>
3: that chair still
0: haunts me to this day. Walks around behind you. <laughs> All right, we'll be back That's in a little
1: bit. Laughter. <laughs>
0: So we are in the now, and talking about furniture in the now. Funny how that goes together like that, huh? Yeah. So now that all of us have homes and places of residence and that sort of thing, what's the, what's the furniture situation now? I mean, are you, we still? I mean, like myself, I'm I've still got some IKEA stuff, but what's your living rooms like?
1: My core of my furniture actually came from my first apartment with Sarah. My dad's house already had my brother, his wife, and two of their three kids. The third hadn't been born yet living there. So when Sarah and I went to move in together, not wanting to have her just staying in my room there with all of those other people. My dad had a uh, condo in the city that had a bunch of furniture in it already, and it let us stay there and when she moved in with me that was our first place and a lot of the furniture that was in there just like default became ours there's a large brown couch which you guys have all seen and a matching chair that came from there M- many of the other big pie- pieces though uh were picked up at either estate sales or thrift furniture stores
0: shops are a great place to find halfway decent furniture.
1: Oh, yeah. Like our big dining room table that uh, with the two leaves pulls out Conceit 8. That was definitely a thrift furniture store find.
3: Yeah. And that's a that's a nice table.
1: Yeah. And that was the thing. It's the difference between just like going to your local Goodwill or Salvation Army and going to a place that specializes in secondhand furniture.
0: The kitchen table in, that I've got right now, that kind of beige one that has the uh, ceramic tiles on the, in the center, that I found I think i thrifting. Also, it's kind of funny because we had people over and they're like, "Oh man, I like the table and the chair set. It's it's kind of cool because you did that kind of trendy thing where none of the chairs match. It's kind of neat." And I was like, <laughs> "That's a thing. Cool. Yeah. Eclectic. Like yes. Yeah. Let's let's just run with that. That's what I did. Is I got all none of our chairs match, and that was a planned thing." Yes, trendy, trendy. Uh,
1: Some of the other stuff that we got here, I mean, some of it was just stuff that either her parents or my dad was trying to get rid of, like furniture that uh, didn't move for one reason or another in a move from house to house or uh, had been in storage somewhere, whatever. But uh, a lot of the other stuff was stuff that came with the house. I don't know if I told the story on the podcast before. But a lot of that furniture we weren't supposed to get. The uh, owner of this house was an old man who died and his son inherited the house, but his son lived on the West Coast. Hadn't uh, seen the place in years and he offered to sell us the furniture and we were just like, I don't know what you've got, but we're not really willing to pay anything. We're pretty much tapping ourselves out to buy this house. I was like, oh, okay, fine, and he tried to uh, have it donated, basically just to make sure we wouldn't get it if we weren't going to pay for it. Nothing super wrong with that, but he had his uncle, who lived in the area, taking care of the place, and uh, I had to do some work on the house just before we bought it, and I was there when the uncle was there at the same time, and uh, the... Salvation Army truck pulled up to get all the furniture. And two guys get out and they come up to me. I was like, I don't own this place yet. You gotta talk to him. And I indicate the old guy. And this look came over the old guy's face. I, I get the impression he thought his nephew was a little shit. Because uh when they came to ask about the furniture, he pretended not to speak English. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and yeah, I, I pretended to not know nephew to donate the shit out from under us and the guys didn't want to load a bunch of heavy shit up onto the truck anyway they were getting paid hourly whether they had to move stuff or not so yeah we ended up keeping all of the stuff in the house nice and uh it was pretty much win-win-win because the kid in california never knew where it went the old guy got to screw over his nephew, and the guys on the Salvation Army truck didn't have to move a bunch of heavy shit. We got free furniture, so
0: sounds like a
3: win to me.
1: Yeah,
0: that reminds me of the time I came to help you move, Joel. Me and you had gotten those two guys in a truck. For the life of me, I swear to God, it's like every time they they were like bringing boxes, bringing boxes, bringing boxes. Remember the whole time that they were bringing everything in, you and I were going, "Hey." What about that huge freaking couch? You going to bring that in? Oh, yeah, we're going to get to it right in. And it was like almost to the point, because it, it wasn't their deal was if there was, after a certain point, anything left in the truck we had to take out. And they kept avoiding your TV
1: in the couch. Dude, fuck that company. Two men in a truck. Uh, they broke a TV of mine. They didn't load up one of our beds. Uh, they broke an antique picture frame. They tried to like double charge us because they underquoted how many trucks they were going to need and ended up having to call another crew out. I, I hated those guys.
0: Yeah, I remember that when we were helping you move Joel and the guys I was like, "Yeah, awesome work" cuz cuz you and I were bringing in like the medium big stuff, but they just ignored the TV and the couch the whole time they were there. Yeah, it's pretty shitty. How about building furniture? Have you guys ever tried building furniture with the wife or Hang on, I was another. the only
1: person who answered that question. There's, there's another.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, oh, the living room. <laughs> All right, since I asked it, I'll answer it. My living room is two thirds thrift store and a weird sale at Borders Books. The only thing, this kind of leads into another, another thing. Though, the only thing in my in my living room that is not thrifted is my couch, and Patrick helped me get that from IKEA years ago. And it's this nice little L-shaped fold-out couch that Pat likes, apparently likes sleeping on. He says he gets a great night's sleep every time he sleeps on it. Oh, I,
3: I slept on that, too. It wasn't it wasn't too shabby.
0: Yeah. It's a good nap. I've got a dual layer like, the top, and it's a oak in-cast iron coffee table that I found at a thrift place for, like, 25 bucks. You know, I've got random tables, the piano that's in our living room. Patrick was there when we got that, too. That was an adventure. Um <laughs> Yep. Anything that involves my father, my brother, Patrick and me is an adventure. <laughs> I swear to God, that was a that was a day. We're gonna put the piano on the back of the trailer and we're gonna drive behind in case something happens. I'm like, what are we gonna do? We're just gonna say, Hey that the piano fell off the trailer. <laughs> something happened. Look at it go. It, it sounded amazing. It was I remember when uh Borders Bookstore shut down. We went out there, they were selling everything. We went out and bought four eight-foot-tall by five-foot-wide bookcases. Like, you know how they had the aisles where they were like the two bookcases leaning up against each other, the kind of angled? So I have an entire wall, 20 feet of nothing but movies, video games, and books. And board games.
3: It's literally, for those who... Haven't been to my house? We've all seen it. Yeah, it's literally like the entire wall is just... It's like, like out of a library. It's beautiful. It really is.
0: Yeah, it's great, because we got, like, the Terry Pratchett shelf. We've got the Dragonland shelf. We've got the Harry Potter shelf. It's nice. And some of the other, you know, cool things that I have on there, furniture-wise, I'm like, I don't know, maybe this might be leaning a little bit more towards, like, tchotchke, but I've got a... An, I mean, it's gotta be antique, because it was from, like, whenever my grandparents got married. But my grandfather on my dad's side built a music box for my grandmother and it's this wooden box that he put together built and the music box itself it's got the spring and everything you wind it up but then you put these discs in there and the disc is got little notches in it so you put it in there like a record and the notches play the music as it goes along and so there's this box on the on there that has the music box itself in it. And then another box that has a whole bunch of different discs in there. They all have like ridges on the edge. So that way as, as the music box plays, the gear can turn the thing. So, you know, got that kind of cool little thing there. I was the only one in the family that wanted it. Nobody else thought it was, you know, they were giving the stuff away and I'm like, I'll take that. But yeah, bookcases, you know, couches, shelves. I'm all about the thrifting, but it's like if anything with cushions, you got to kind of watch out for you know, be ready to clean it really good once you get it in the house. <laughs> Why is it sticky? Yeah, what's that smell? It smells like avocados.
2: Ew.
3: in the living room we had a my favorite couch I've ever, and probably the favorite my favorite couch I've ever sat on. It was a just like you sat in it and you just went, ah. Oh. You know, it's one of those really for like deep couch sitting kind of days where you're just watching movies, which is my dream. But anyway, a it, f- deep sitting day, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Deep couch sitting. It it had two recliners that popped up and then had the like the drink holder in the middle and like a little flip up thing where you could put the remotes. And just like it was I'd love that couch. And then it slowly started to disintegrate over time. And the couches we have now, a friend of Amy's, they're in their basement, they had this leather couch that they were moving and they they didn't need it anymore. So like, you guys, your your couch is falling apart. Do you wanna take this one? We're like, you know, free furniture, and this one is shit now. So we've got these blue leather-y type couches that I, I just despise. Um, I'm appreciative that they gave them to us. I mean, it was extremely generous, and they're, it's nice furniture, but I'm not a fan of, of leathery type couches. Uh, well, the, this kind of leads into the next thing, but I know Pat hasn't answered yet. But they they've since been destroyed by Lucy, who likes to dig at them to try and make the perfect spot to lay down so they've all got holes in them that i've used you know blue duct tape to <laughs> to repair them but most of the other furniture uh, is stuff that like i mentioned like the tv stand and the stereo cabinet I've got a older big tv now that replaced the the one that blew up the the projection one but one of my f- favorite things that i own that i Cannot get up here because it's, it's there's not enough room for it. From my uh, grandmother, she had a, a Funtime organ. Yeah. What? Insert joke here. Itch. It's, it's kind of like your piano, but it's an organ. But it had like little buttons on it, like on a Casio keyboard, where it would play like, you know, a, a Rumba or a Waltz or whatever. But it was an organ. So it sounds like something off a of Beck record.
1: Ah yes, the famous Beck record, Grandma's Funtime Organ.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so awesome and it still works and it sounds good and it's just this but it's this big honking piece of furniture and there's just no room for it up here. So it sits in the in the basement collecting dust. And then my, my grandfather when he passed, my parents asked if there was anything that I wanted of his. And he had this beautiful old oak like record cabinet. That, you know, had the it had a 78 player in it and, you know, it was a big piece of furniture and then he had a, a record cabinet that went with it. And that also was working. I, I've been slowly taking it apart so I could revamp it to make it usable now. But once again, it sits in the basement where I used to podcast and just is collecting dust. But it's that old stuff that just will, will never fall apart because it was, you know, built to last back in the day. Everything else is not not a lot of stuff. I'm pretty minimalist when it comes to the things in the in the house, furniture-wise. But then there's Patrick.
2: Yep. And I have way way too much furniture, especially for the size of house I have. There's three of us living here that all had our own houses and his house is too small for us. All our stuff is piled on top of each other plus the storage
3: how many bedrooms is the place you're in now? Only three. It's
2: okay. Yeah. My poor niece sleeps out in the living room. So as far as how my living room is, it's trashed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's a 12-year-old girl living in the living room. So, yeah, it's it's not in good shape. But, yeah, the whole house is just, there's way too much furniture. There's too much, too much antiques, too much everything. Anybody wants to buy an old dresser? Call me. All right.
3: Sorry, I was waiting for the phone to ring.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Call now.
0: (laughs) Get pet free. Oh. So uh, this is pretty much just from, well, I mean, Pat kind of. Well, animals count. You've got
3: Uh,
1: animals.
0: Anything that's been destroyed?
1: Pets destroyed animals?
0: Oh, shit. (laughs) Allegedly? In a way, maybe? I'm not sure how to answer that. Yikes! No, I mean, do you have have anything that you've, like, almost like the, did you accidentally set the couch on fire when you were a kid of
2: kids? I broke the shit out of my armoire door a couple months back, moving some furniture around. I was clearing it out so I could take it to storage, and I left the doors too open, and it just tilted over to the front, and I caught one side of it, but I didn't catch the other, and it kind of, you know, the door broke off, so I gotta get it fixed. So yay! That's fun. Yeah.
3: Well, at least it wasn't like some bowed glass or something.
2: No, exactly. Yeah, I, le- I mean, at least I didn't get hurt. I caught it in time, so.
3: No, It wasn't like his bathroom mirror. Yeah. It is good you didn't get hurt, definitely. Well, the mirror, we, we were all there. That mirror
2: that. still freaks me out, yeah. I still don't know what the hell happened there.
3: Ghosts. Well, I, I told you about having three dogs in the house and, you know, two teenagers. Stuff is used and. Will have to be replaced at some point soon.
2: You can't replace your kids, Joel. Yeah, well, if Not you like
0: kids, if you go to the right places, man, you can maybe swap up, swap, you know, two for
2: end up with three kids. Three's better than two.
1: I'd rather have no kids than three money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we like to move into the house with my grandmother to help her out when we first showed up, and that that plastic covered couch came in with us. And we took the plastic off of it when it moved because when when you take something that's been sitting in the same spot for 40 years and move it, oh. just disintegrated. And I don't know if Pat remembers this, but he sat on that couch and like busted two of the legs just by sitting on it when we first moved in. Patrick, yeah,
2: yeah that that thing was old, man.
0: <laughs> I, know, I don't blame you, but it was one of those things like yeah, we just helped us move in. You sat there like, um, but don't. You know, it's like, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. <laughs> we had, to, we had like a brick under there until my, my grandmother decided she was going to buy two, a new couch and love seat. And she got, they were really nice. It was kind of that shiny, uh, almost a satiny white with flower print all over it. And she bought them and brought them, they brought it in the house. And I came home from the work one day and I looked at them and went, you know, we got a kid on the way. Why we we have white furniture. What? And those lasted. Let's see. God, we replaced the, we replaced those shortly after with like, when Pat and I got the couch for my kid together, strapping those three huge boxes to the top of a Saturn SUV. That was fun. <laughs> Do you remember? Yep. Driving, hoping there wasn't a crosswind <laughs> all the way home. The other thing that we got, we picked up the mattress and got a new mattress and had to do the strap to the roof of the car and then drive it back. And I got a, I was afraid to get on the expressway because it just driving down like the main roads, it was doing that <laughs> thing on the top of the car. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. I was thinking about it, like, what What am I going to leave? Do I have anything that I'm going to be like, oh, this is an heirloom thing that I'm going to leave my kids? This here, this is my, you know, this furniture that I'm going to leave you. I don't have anything, man. I mean, there's nothing in my house, at least at this point, where I'm like, oh, this is heirloom-quality stuff. I mean, how the hell do you pass an, an heirloom that came from Ikea?
2: Carefully. <laughs> <laughs> You want some heirloom furniture? I got some.
0: No, I don't want no heirloom furniture. You keep that stuff, man. Get the coming up from Texas and be infested with armadillos and shit. (laughs) I don't
2: don't think you know how armadillos work.
0: They're not like bugs?
2: I mean, they're not not like bugs. (laughs) (laughs) They do have an exoskeleton.
0: True. They do
3: roll up in a little ball like a pill bug.
0: See?
2: Maybe they infest furniture.
0: I don't know.
1: I don't know their life.
0: When was the last time you checked, Pat?
1: Oh my god, there's an armadillo <laughs> in my drawer. <laughs> It'd
0: be funny if he sent us a picture and there actually was. What the fuck? House is infested with armadillos. <laughs> <laughs> Must I live in Texas.
2: I knew it. I was surrounded by armadillos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's weird. Last thing you ever... I mean, do you have anything you regret getting?
1: Oh, yeah. oh Well, okay. When I got it, it was awesome. My uh, dad replaced his TV, and this was before HD TVs were super common, but he had a pretty big tube TV that was built into an armoire. And, uh, yeah, the thing's probably 500 pounds. And it doesn't really come out of the solid wood furniture it's in, so you can't even, like, take the TV out and move it separately.
2: For those of you that miss out on the console TVs, we're going to make a console TV.
1: And that thing has moved with us now three times. The first time, my dad and I had to take it down into a basement, and it nearly killed both of us. Uh, my wife hates it, because we haven't even turned it on in like a year. I mean, we've got an actual like HD TV, so there's not much of a point, but it's too heavy to do anything with. It's- <laughs> Massive piece of useless furniture that sits next to where the dog's water and food bowls are.
2: Pop it up this next winter. Make firewood out of it.
1: Yeah, And for uh, like the last two moves she's wanted to get rid of, I was like, no, it's a real piece of furniture. I want to keep it. And I even had cable hook up, hooked up to it at one point. I think it was used twice as like an actual TV. So, yeah, a little bit of regret.
0: I'm trying to think if there's anything that I really regret buying. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I regret holding on to, like not being able to not getting rid of it when I could have, like that Oak Entertainment Center that's down here right now that weighs like 300 pounds. I mean, there's nothing I can think of that I'm like, shit, I should never have bought that.
2: I don't have anything at all that I really regret buying because most of my stuff was passed down. And I can't really get rid of it. The stuff that I could get rid of, I did. But I'm not, you know, I'm not supposed to get rid of the family heirloom stuff. Well, that that
3: has. I mean, if it's something that's passed down, that's different than.
2: I want to sell it. I, I mean, I just don't. I can't bring myself to just throw it out because it's right. family heirloom stuff. But if I could find somebody to buy it, I wouldn't feel so bad.
3: Well, and if you know who it's going to, that'll appreciate it. You
2: know, uh, no, I've tried that. There's nobody interested in any of it. Sometimes there's stuff that you think is almost like a family joke.
0: They're like, yeah, we got Pat to take the armoire.
2: Yeah. I have this one particular bed from like the, literally like the 1900s. And, you know, it's just, it's smaller even than a twin bed. And it's just, it's just this weird thing. I'm I'm like, it's like a day bed from the 1900s. Like, what the hell is anyone ever going to do with this? Day bed? Yeah.
0: Like one of those like side side type bed things,
2: yeah, yeah, huh it's like a daybed sleigh bed type thing really small you know it was my grandfather's bed when he was very young. it's just this weird little bed that just sits in the garage huh. being weird yep looking at me um
3: the only thing that I regret at one point I I wanted a desk I still I still want a desk actually. That was after this desk was gone, thankfully. But I, I wanted a desk, and we found this desk. I want to say it was at Costco or Sam's Club. And it, it was a lot bigger than it seemed in the store. <laughs> it was kind of, it was fucking heavy as shit.
2: <laughs>
3: it was long, and then it had like rounded edges, and it had like little storage things underneath, it and it had drawers. And I mean, it had a little computer thing to pull out to put your keyboard on. It was a nice desk. It was solid as hell. But motherfucker, when you had to move, that thing was just the top alone almost took two people to carry it because it was so heavy. And it just became such a burden to move over time and to take it apart and put it back together that eventually it just ended up on the curb. But yeah, I, I regret that.
2: I have always had a giant computer desk and I love them. But yeah, it's always a bitch to move them.
3: Well, you know, after we moved out of Oak Park and we moved every year for 10 years straight, you know, it, it just became more and more tiresome to have to to keep moving it every time. So I'm glad it's gone. But now, you know, especially for working from home and or podcasting, I'd like to have a committed place where I could set things up properly and have an actual desk. But Maybe when the kids go to college and their rooms free up, we can convert one of them to an office slash podcast, whatever. I'll get one at that point.
2: slash sex dungeon. Or maybe not. Maybe you have different goals.
1: Sex dungeon goes in the garage. That way you can hook the
2: swing up to the cross.
0: <laughs> He's got it figured out. you never seen my basement? <laughs> yeah, I
3: have. Every,
2: every time you go to park the car, you give the neighbors a show.
0: <laughs> he uses a sex swing is how
2: far he could park the car in like a tennis ball.
3: <laughs> You've been
0: reading my blog.
2: When the hood ornament bumps her ass, that's when you gotta stop.
0: What? <laughs> All right. What? Know. We've we've gone sideways on this conversation.
1: Sideways, back and forth.
0: Never mind. Quite a few years ago I bought Suzanne a flip top writing desk. So it's one of those that if you looked at it, it was just like, looks kind of like an end table, but a really like thick one. So if you flip it up, it's got a leather top desk that slides out when you lift up the top. And then on the top, it's got like elastic in there that you can tuck letters into and little slots or stamps and all that in there. That's like the nicest thing that we have right now. It's, I think it's one of those things like once you get into a place that you're like i'm I'm going to live here I'm gonna retire here. this is the place I'm going to die in that's when you're like maybe I want something a little fancy but right now it's just kind of like whatever works right
1: mm-hmm. yeah this isn't our last house and we're yeah. still uh, ordering new furniture although the computer desk I'm typing at now will outlive me <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's a repurposed like workstation probably it was in uh, a factory or corporate so it's like almost entirely metal i yes. sucks to stub your toe on i could tell you because there's no caps on the two legs they're just like open rectangles of like hammered steel
0: wow that is that is a
2: solid piece there right
1: yeah I, i'm granted the top's just for micah but yeah this thing this thing's not going anywhere
2: yeah, I used to have a coffee table at one point that was wrought iron and it had like ceramic tiles placed inside on on the top. Of the thing weighed like 200 pounds when it was all assembled, and yeah, stubbing your toe on that thing was serious business.
0: If you can do a thumbs up, thumbs down on furniture,
2: <laughs> I like I, I like having furniture, so thumbs up. I'm
1: for it. But before we get to the end, does anyone have any, like, either new pieces of furniture that they know is coming or something, like, they would like to get
2: next? My big thing right now is I want to get that armoire fixed back in action. It's just sitting in my storage unit now that that it's broken. That would feel like a new furniture again if I got that fixed.
1: Nice. Uh, For us, I know that we want to replace a china cabinet which came with the house. We're not China cabinet kind of people. And we want to get some, uh, to ceiling bookshelves. Not unlike what Mike has for that wall in the dining room to have more storage for board games and more storage for books.
3: Yeah, that's, that's kind of like for me, I, and I don't know whether we're going to be able to stay in this house. I mean, I think again, once the, the kids have gone off and to school or whatever, We'll have a little more room, but I mean, I've got my one wall that's all my movies because, you know, I don't really do the the board games and, and I don't read as much as I used to. So most of my stuff is all movies. And that whole wall that we built shelves just for that, which is essentially my library, is almost full and I don't have anywhere else to build another thing like that. So, yeah, I'd like to get some sort of shelving setup where I can continue that into another section, but that might require a new house to to do that.
0: I don't know if I have any, like something I have on the horizon, but right now I'm just looking for storage. I I would love to have like Josh is saying, get or and or build bookshelves in the basement here that I can put all my board games on and then just have like a corner just for gaming. That would be my next big furniture thing because I've got the big, you know, the big round table that you guys played on when we did the magic show. That's perfect for board games. My kind of like do-it-yourself for that is I've seen a lot of um, plans for gaming tables where you take like a flat-screen TV and make that the table and put like Lucite or a plexi over the top of it, so you can have almost a digital like like we do on Roll Twenty how you can have like a digital board game on there and play D and D and have it all like just throw a map up there and you don't have to use dry race and all that other things for the miniatures and all that.
1: Huh? We've actually uh, dug up some plans for that because we found our dining room table with the two leaves out of the middle is almost precisely the same dimensions as our current TV. So once we upgrade to a bigger TV, Mm -hmm. I think we're going to want to build a box that we can put that TV in and just drop our existing TV into the middle for, for games to do precisely that.
0: But We've spun off to gaming furniture. I mean, that was one of the things that we we've seen popping up at Gen Con every year is custom board game furniture. Like another thing that I've always wanted to have is like that coffee table that has the leaves in the top of it that you can have a board, like drop a game of Axis and allies or something in there and then just put the leaves over the top so you can continue the game later on. I mean, what do you think? I mean, would you guys ever want anything like the stuff they have in those uh, in those showrooms?
2: Having a role playing game around a table like that is a dream. Yeah, that's something I would definitely want ever since they started debuting those things like eight years ago at Gen Con. I've wanted one. Yeah,
3: those are some nice ass things, too.
2: I'm further away from one now than I ever have been. (laughs) Well, it's if it's good for
0: you cuz I think the big company went out of business. There was one of the one of the bigger ones went out of business cuz they just couldn't like they couldn't keep up with orders or something and they had to cancel too many orders, I believe.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's a good problem to have, but bad. That's that's unfortunate.
0: That would be something that I would like if I could actually And at this point, I'd have to grab my dad because he's the woodworker in the family and help him make like if we can create like a gaming table, that would be something that I'd like to pass on. That would be like, look, dad made this to play games on. Take it with you. Go play games in your family.
3: Why does it look like a canoe?
0: (laughs) You know what this needs right here in the middle? It needs a hull. But tables don't have hulls, Dad, what are you talking about? You can't sit three people in this. (laughs)
2: <laughs> this way you could play Monopoly and you could be on the water.
0: <laughs> Get some
3: exercise. I don't think you understand how this works. <laughs> I mean, my, my, my dream situation would be, you know, if we do stay in this house, would be to finish the basement. Because it's a full-size basement that runs the entire length of the house. And right now it's, you know, essentially storage. But it's 99% dry down there. Would be to convert that, well, at least half of it to like a, a media room. You know, have either side of the walls would be nothing but movies and music. And then in the front would be a large TV, whatever size that may be. And some, you know, comfortable recliners and drink holders and whatnot. Maybe a, a mini fridge down there and just turn it into like a little theater. That'd be the dream, you know, because I don't game like you guys do. So taking that in, in my direction, that, that's that's what I'd like to see. if If I had my druthers and a lot more money.
2: I think it's awfully selfish of you that you wouldn't build us a gaming area.
3: I mean, you know. (laughs) What
2: the hell? Your druthers suck.
3: We we figure something out.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'd come to your basement and I'd pee on it.
3: There'd be a bathroom down there. You can pee in.
0: Got a little aggressive here.
3: Pee in the sink next to the washer dryer. Dirty sink.
2: You Can't tell me where to pee in your house.
3: Druther from another mother.
2: (laughs)
0: Who's taking a dump in the septic tank?
2: <laughs> Cutting out the middleman.
0: We've already told that
3: story. That happened before we moved in.
0: All right. So I'm going to call it. Uh, we've, True story. We start talking about peeing on each other's stuff. I think that's a good sign that the conversation has died. I've marked this. It's mine. It's I get to take this now. <laughs> so Joel, what are we doing next week?
3: <laughs> next week, we are um, going to be talking about Veronica Mars. Yeah, kind of wacky.
0: I've never I've never seen this before.
2: Me either. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I, I've been looking for an excuse to watch it for a long time. Actually,
0: it's
3: kind of like I don't want to say Nine Hundred Two and O meets Riverdale slash Twin Peaks because it's not that weird. But
2: don't make me less excited to watch this.
3: <laughs> no, it's it's not weird. It's not it's not like Twin Peaks. There's mystery and there's things like that going on.
2: Mystery.
3: Yeah.
1: Ducktails, woo. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of mystery. Nice. So if you want to tell us about your favorite piece of furniture or any of the other topics we address here on 40 Going On 14, let us know. Give us a call at 708 Now Wrap. That's 708 669 9727.
0: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Talk Shoe, Podverse FM, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Weeze all over the place. Find us. And let us know what your favorite chair is.
2: (laughs) Look under your bed, you might find me!
0: God, I hope so. You wake up one morning, find the Christmas baby under your bed.
1: (laughs) 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 It's Christmas baby!
0: That's kind of terrifying. (laughs) There's a 47-year-old man in a red and green diaper under our bed. He came with the house. All right, calling it. We're done. Now I'm dealing with a water heater that's tinkling like a 60-year-old man with a prostate problem. Tinkle, tinkle. I had to make a little aluminum foil aqueduct underneath the tube to make sure it goes in the drain
3: hey there aqueduct
0: what we're, we're... are you trying to do an aqualung reference
1: yeah yeah i figured you know yeah. that didn't sound anything like aqualung
2: no no it did not <laughs> it's like the country version of it <laughs>
1: Hey there, right. Aqueduct. <laughs> <laughs>